0: The Atlanta Braves released their initial list of non-roster invitees on a Wednesday. And there's a couple of names on there that are highly intriguing that could potentially make the roster if a couple of things go their way. We'll talk about those players and also some prospects that I'm excited to see this spring on this non-roster invitee edition of Locked on Braves. So let's get into it. You are locked on Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also check out my website, shortstopball.com, to see all of my writings and my previous work and other work that I'm doing as well. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Brave. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. We'll have some of your feedback later in the show today from Twitter. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you're new. you're watching on youtube hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell to help support the show and as always thanks for making lockdown braves your first listen of each and every day on today's episode we're going to be talking about the non-roster invitees that were announced on wednesday that'll be in spring training kind of the kickoff to spring training in my opinion seeing the list of these names and getting excited about players that we probably won't see make much of an impact at the big league level but i do think they are Highly interesting, especially this time of year, to discuss and talk about as having a potential impact in spring training and perhaps in the season as well. So we'll discuss that. I'll give you the players that I think have the best chance at making the opening day roster, and then I'll talk about the prospects that I'm most excited to see. Before we do that, I want to remind you, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So the Braves, like I said, released their initial list of non-roster invitees. There will most likely be more people added to this list in the coming weeks and perhaps even into uh, spring training itself. But the pitchers are Blake Burkhalter, Jesse Chavez, Dylan Dodd, Brian Moran, Royal Ramirez, Alan Rangel, Yaskel Rios, Jared Schuster, Victor Vodnik, Brooks Wilson, and Danny Young. Catchers Drake Baldwin, Ryan Castile, Joe Hudson, Tyler Tolby. Infielders A. Ray Adrianza, Cal Conley, Joe Dunnan, Edeni Hetcheria, Yomer Sanchez, and Luke Waddell. And outfielders Justin Deed, Cody Milligan, Kevin Pilar, Magnera Sierra, and Forrest Walt. So those are the list again right now of non-roster invitees. So what this means, for those of you who don't know, that means they don't have a spot on the 40-man roster in order to get a chance to play for the Braves. They'll have to kick somebody off the 40-man roster. Now, the thing to keep in mind there, while the 40-man roster I believe is full, I apologize, I did not check if somebody wants to let me know in the chat section if you can confirm that, but there are going to be at least two spots opening up once. Um, Tyler, Tyler Massick and Waskari Noah go on the 60 day IL, which usually happens about a week, maybe a little bit less before the first game of the year. So there are going to be two 40 man spots open up, but these guys, you know, aren't guaranteeing anything, non-guaranteed contracts. A lot of these prospects, some of these are players that are looking to find a job or at least showcase themselves for other teams to earn a job. You may see some of that. Remember the Braves trading for Matt Joyce late in the spring training several years ago. And then he ended up, you know, becoming a big part of the team that year, maybe 2019. So that's what we're talking about here with these non-roster invitees. These are most likely not going to be players that are going to make a major impact this season. But again, they're players that are competing for, you know, a job, the last spot on the roster, or they're competing for depth, or they are prospects, you know, just trying to, Show themselves, prove themselves. I look at you know some more notable non-roster vits in the last couple of years. Remember Michael Harris coming in where there was starting to get a little bit of hype about him entering the 2021 season, but still not a lot of fans knew about him. And that spring training, I mean, he just opened a lot of eyes and just clearly became the Braves' top prospect in a lot of people's eyes. He got playing 16 games that spring training in 2021, hitting 278 with a double and a homer. So, you know, it's times like that where you get to see prospects. You know, Ron Acuna Jr., you know, another you know prospect who we knew at the time was really good coming in. I remember Jason Hayward, all the talk about him putting those home runs in those tents and didn't denning cars out in right field there. So, you know, it's exciting to see prospects like that. Not in your prospects necessarily to that level. Um, it's hard to compete with that level, but then you get some you know veteran players as well. You know, Pablo Sandoval, a guy who came in on a on a, a non non roster invitee. Nate Jones, Adrianza originally, Jason Kipnis. You know, these are all players. You know, veteran players looking to try to see if they can get a spot on the roster. I can remember. Spring training stories that you get from some of these non-roster invitees as well. I remember Bryce Ball just becoming a beloved Brave because of what he was doing in spring training and crushing baseballs. Uh, so you you see some of those stories as well. It's exciting to to talk about again, especially this time of year. The news is kind of down, so it's exciting to talk about these lists and who potentially could make the the opening day roster. So. With that, I want to talk about the players on here I think have the best chance of making the opening day roster. If I had to guess right now, I would say, you know, barring a couple of injuries, none of these players make the opening day roster. But, and you probably could have guessed this one, Jesse Chavez, I see Joe Mee in the chat already. Chavez is the guy I'm pulling for. One of my favorite Braves lately, definitely a good clubhouse guy, and he gets the job done. And that's why he's at the top of my list if I'm ranking this in terms of players that I think have the best shot at making the opening day roster I think Jesse Chavez is right up there just because of what Joe said the fact that he's a a clubhouse guy he's a favorite in there and he would be the last man in the bullpen he'd be that guy who can come in and do whatever you need him to do now I do think there's only one maybe two spots available in the bullpen two at most so to give that last spot you know to Jesse Chavez if there's somebody else out there who you know, actually, I don't want to say earn it as a, a detriment to Jesse Chavez, who's been really good in a Braves uniform. But you know, if uh, you know Victor Vodnik, a, a Nick Anderson, really come in and show themselves capable and ready, it'd be hard to not give them a spot. You know, Victor Vodnik, one of the non-roster Vitees as well. He'd have to, you'd have to make room for him, but. I just think Jesse Chavez, out of all these guys, has the best chance just because of his history with the Braves the last couple of years and the clubhouse presence. Next on that list is Adrianza, partly also just because of his experience with the Braves the last couple of years. And if Grissom doesn't prove to be ready at shortstop and Arcia wins that job, I think Adrianza is next in line to step up and fill that bench role as the utility infielder. So that's why I put Adrianza second. And then I mentioned Victor Vodnik. He's just somebody for me. If he shows he's healthy, he shows he has the command. I think he can prove to be ready for a big league bullpen. I still think, you know, he'd probably get some more seasoning in the minor leagues. But this is a big spring training for him just to showcase what he can do and the pen- potential that he does have. Cause I do think he has the ability to become a, a high leverage reliever. So I think it's a big spring training for him, you know, prove that he's healthy. Prove that he can command the zone. And I think, you know, he may not get a shot out of spring training, but down the road, you know, show to the Braves coaching staff that, you know, he's ready when his number is called. Uh, next, I put Adani Hetchveria. I talked about him on yesterday's podcast, which if you haven't checked that out, I talked about the case for Spencer Strider to win the Cy Young in 2023. Uh, so make sure you go give that a listen. But I also mentioned Adani Hetchveria and just, You know, another good clubhouse guy. I put him kind of behind Adrianza, but for the same reasons why I think Adrianza could make the roster, you know, becoming that bench utility infielder type backup infielder role. I think Hacharia could do that very well. Um, Kevin Pillar is next on that list. The outfield room is very crowded right now, so it would probably take an injury or two and we certainly don't want to see that but I think he is somebody would be a solid defensive replacement and especially in center field it'd probably be competing with Eli White right now when you talk about backups for Michael Harris in center field and let's hope we don't have to use that but right now it's probably Ronald Acuna if you had to but I'm sure the Braves would like to avoid that. I would like for them to avoid that and just leave him in right field. So if you wanted a true backup center fielder and that was a priority for the Braves on the roster, then I really think it comes down to Eli White and Kevin Pillar. And then lastly on here, I put Luke Waddell. And it's not somebody I think would make the team out of spring training. Certainly not, but I'm interested to see because I've talked about the lack of middle infield depth for this team. And I'm interested to see with Luke Waddell, if the above-average hit tool shows in spring training, and I think he can be an above-average hitter, does he show enough across the infield to be that utility bench piece? Does he jump Hetch and Adrianza in the pecking order for backup middle infielders? Again, not a lot of experience at the higher levels and got hurt at the end of last year, the second half of last year, but somebody who... I think that's a good bat. I don't know that he has the, or I know he doesn't have the defense to, you know, over overtake Heteria or even Adrianza. Maybe Adrianza at shortstop. You know, Waddell's more profiles as a second baseman, but you know, could could back up certainly third base and shortstop if needed and has experience there. So, again, not somebody that I think would make it out of spring training, but I'm really interested to see how he carries himself with the bat, which I think is his you know, best tool right now, and to see where they put him defensively for later in the year if they do need some more middle infield depth or infield depth in general, if Waddell could be an option there. So those are the guys that I think have the best chance of making uh, the roster out of spring training. Again, I had to pr- predict, I would say none of these guys do. Jesse Chavez maybe, or I do think that Jesse Chavez has the best chance And then again, either Adrianza or Hetch Ria, if Grissom proves not to be ready at shortstop to join the roster as a backup. So let me know you disagree in the comments section who you think has the best chance of making the roster. But next, I want to look at the prospects that I'm most excited to see in spring training. This is probably what has me the most fired up as we get ready for spring training, and I see this list. Those are some really interesting prospects in here. A couple of pitchers as well as Jared Schuster, and Dylan died that I can't wait to see in spring training. We'll talk about them here and next. This year, the only app you need at Super Bowl part at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so that you can bet Super Bowl 57 with no sweat. First bet, you'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Right now, they got the Eagles as a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Chiefs for the Super Bowl. They have some uh, MLB awards odds for the upcoming season as well if you want to check that out. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line of point spreads to who will score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. It's the best of all, and you get paid for your winnings instantly as well, which is certainly a great thing. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com to claim your no-sweat first bet. On Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Looking at some of the prospects that are on this non roster invitee list, and you know, there's going to be other prospects who are on the roster already who you know are going to be in spring training, but I'm specifically looking at the non roster invitees and I think at the top of the list for me is Jared Schuster. Um, Maybe not necessarily because of the excitement that I have for Schuster as a prospect. If you listen to when I covered him on a Miners Monday a while back, I'm not necessarily thrilled with his ceiling. I think he could be a solid fourth or fifth starter as soon as this year, and I think that's maybe why I'm anticipating him pitching the most in spring training. There's going to be a lot of people competing for that fifth, starter spot. I don't see how he has any chance of getting that, but he is, he is in that depth chart. And, you know, the last couple of years the Braves have used 11 starters and 12 starters to get through a season. So there's a good chance that we see Jared Schuster at some point in 2023 and make a start for the Atlanta Braves. So again, this will be a chance to get a, a look at him to see how he does obviously in a spring training outing. You got to take them for what they are, but uh, to get your eyes on him, hopefully these games are televised and see what he can do. At least give the coaching staff a good look at that if they need to call him up later in the year, have a good idea of what he'll be able to do against major league hitters. So looking forward to Jared Schuster. Maybe the, the pitching starting pitching prospect I'm most or more excited about on this list is Dylan Dodd. I think he perhaps has the ceiling of a number three, so a little bit more upside in my mind to Jared Schuster and, again, somebody else who's on that starting pitching depth chart going into 2023, so really want to see what Dylan Dodd can do if he can have a good spring training and kind of move himself up that pecking order of starting pitchers for the Atlanta Braves, which is a very deep list, so I'm really excited to see what Dylan Dodd can do. This was the, this next one's the name that probably stuck out to me the most when I saw because the Braves just drafted him, and that's Drake Baldwin, a catcher. Again, the Braves just took in the last draft. Big left-handed hitter. I think he's going to hit. My question for him and what I want to see in spring training is what he looks like behind the plate. When I've gone back and watched some of these games from last year, these minor league games in single A, not really impressed with his ability behind the plate, whether it be calling a game or just his his movements, his athleticism, or lack thereof behind the plate, not all that impressive to me, so I want to see what you know what he looks like in spring training, catching some of these major league pitchers, hopefully we get to see some of that, but also maybe more importantly, just getting to see him work with Sean Murphy and Travis darno, and I hope he really just takes all that in and takes advantage of that opportunity because he may be you know the top catching prospect in the Braves system right now and perhaps the future of that position you know 3 4 years down the road maybe Travis Darno rides off into the sunset sunset Baldwin's there uh, to kind of fill in alongside Sean Murphy who's obviously here for years to come so really intriguing to see what Drake Baldwin looks like not so much at the plate but behind it and kind of some of the things that hopefully he'll be able to take away working with those major league guys. I mentioned catchers, Tyler Tolvey as well. uh, And, uh, you know, saw some people on Twitter talking about Tyler Tolvey. And I discussed him in our last Miners Monday. If you want to go check that out, big power. Again, not sure if he'll stick behind the plate either. So hopefully, you know, he'll get some help, help in that regard in spring training being there with, with Sean Murphy and Travis Darno, but he does have some big left-handed power for sure, some of the best power in the Brave system, so certainly a bat that I want to see this spring training. And then lastly, Cal Conley. Again, we talk about the lack of up-the-middle depth in the Brave system. Cal Conley somebody who could play shortstop, um, probably even or more so for sure than Luke Waddell. So, I talked about Waddell, and I I think the bat is there more for Waddell than it is for Conley. But I think Conley has the better upside defensively. So, it'll be interesting to see how those two play out. And again, I want to see just like with Waddell, where they put Conley around the infield and whether or not they think he can shoot up and become some of that depth as soon as, you know, late 2023 or, you know, very least going into 2024. So, those are some of the prospects on the non roster invitee list that. I'm most excited to see and get my eyes on and just get an idea of what they could be. And, and really just for a lot of them, for Baldwin, for for Tolvey, uh, just for them to get that experience with the major league players that will hopefully help their growth as catchers. But certainly for all these players as well, Schuster and Dodd and Conley, getting that experience with major league players. So again, getting that list early on, it's exciting uh, to see and know that we are getting really close to spring training at beginning and getting some of those games. So I'm really excited about that. I wanted to get to some of the Twitter comments that we had because I asked a lot of you who you were most excited to see this spring training from that non-roster invitee list and got several good responses uh, that I wanted to shout out real quickly. Uh, Chelsea Yada says, um, or, or sorry, Jordan Griffey says he's looking forward to Dylan Dodd Uh, again. I think a lot of people are certainly want to see Dylan Dodd. The hype for him starting to grow a little bit. E. Goldie says Pilar, Schuster, and Dodd. Baseball fan says Freed fan 54 says Kevin Pilar 100%. Gotta believe he's better than Eli White and Sam Hilliard and potentially Jordan Leplow. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't get an MLB deal to be honest. So somebody very high on Kevin Pilar, but I do think he will be competing with. Eli White for that backup center field role. Again, Freed Fan 54 says, Don't sleep on my boy Tyler Tolby. Uh, you heard it here first. So another vote of confidence there for Tyler Tolby. Big power. So really excited to see him play. And then also again from Feed FreedFan 54 says, Who would you prefer to ride the bench if given the choice between Hetcharia and Adrianza? I'd probably It depends on what the situation is at shortstop because I think Adrianza, even at 34, is a better backup option defensively at shortstop than Adrianza, but I like the switch hitting ability of Adrianza at the plate over what Hatcheria brings. So it's a tough choice there, and I'm going to kind of cop out because it depends on what the situation is at shortstop. Rex Green says Kevin Pillar. Double-A Alex says Dodd and Schuster for sure. I think those are – Definitely the two most exciting prospects on this list. Jamie Pandadad eight two three says Pilar and Schuster. Uh, surprised a lot of you excited to see Kevin Pilar, but I do think you know he could play an interesting role at the very least. Should be solid depth at the minor league level. Ramsey Latimer says Cal Conley, Kate Harrington, Schuster, and Brendan Fogliani. Sorry if I missed that name up. Says Burke Halter. Uh, so we got a war eagle there as well looking forward to Blake Burkhalter in spring training we didn't really talk about him much but he's somebody Blake Burkhalter that if they wanted to push him up as a reliever I think he could be in the Braves bullpen in 2023 if needed at at the most 20 at the latest 2024 but from everything we've heard so far they're at least going to give him a shot as a starter but Burkhalter is certainly somebody that could jump into the Braves' roster this year as a reliever. Jomi says, Jake, I'm really excited for the pitchers. Schuster and Dodd getting starts against big leaguers. It's huge for the development. Also want to see if Vodnik and Burkhalter can be possible additions in case of injuries. Certainly agree with that. Vodnik and Burkhalter could be part of the bullpen later in the year. Bullpens are finicky year to year. And right now, Braves look to have the best bullpen in all of baseball, if not the best. Certainly a lot of depth there. But you never know what's going to happen throughout the season in a bullpen. So, Bodnick, Burkhalter, getting that getting that experience and hopefully being ready later in the year if needed. Again, Burkhalter, if they're going to use him as a reliever. Georgia Bulldog, Will. Hey, Jake, I was surprised that Pilar got the invite. Haven't seen him do much since he was on the Blue Jays. So, uh, kind of interesting. One person on Twitter saying, can't believe Pilar didn't get an MLB contract. And another here saying, um, kind of surprised that he got an invite. I think he's there for backup center field reasons. If something were to happen to Michael Harris, you know, you need somebody to be able to cover in center field. I think Pilar has that experience. He has the defensive ability to cover that up if needed. Chris Fields, I'm looking forward to a Danny just for the veteran presence and some competition for the shortstop spot. And I agree. And I talked about this yesterday's podcast. I love having Hetcheria in there just for the veteran experience, even if he's only here for spring training. And hopefully the Raves can stash him in the minor leagues if they have to. But just for the clubhouse presence, Hedger has, which I thought was great when he was here with Atlanta. And, you know, because he, he's always been such a great defender, I think he can help Von Grissom in a lot of ways. So I love having a in for spring training. I think that was a great move by the Braves. You know, would have loved Angleton Simmons, but uh, I think Hedger kind of fits that mold as well as a veteran. Good clubhouse guy. Can help teach Von Grissom some things defensively. A lot of you pulling for Jesse Chavez to make his return. Uh Kate Chaver says, What about Ryan Castile? I, I'll be honest, don't know a ton about Ryan Castile and what his chances are, or what you know, he's just not somebody I'm looking forward to seeing um in spring training. But if if you are on that, you know, as far as the catchers go, I'm more excited to see Baldwin. I'm more excited, excited to see. Tyler Tolvey. Um, Brad Cleveland says, lots of right-handers in the pen are locked in. Does that make certain lefties an easier path to the roster, or are we good with Mentor, Lutke, and Lee? I think those are certainly the three right now, but you're right beyond them. If something were to happen to one of them, you know, because Mentor's a guy, he's not, and I believe it was Alex Antoblitz who said this on a podcast with David O'Brien, is that they don't view A.J. Mentor as a lefty reliever. He's a guy that comes in, can get outs from both sides. So you're really looking at at Litke and Lee as those left-on-left guys. So there is always, and it's why lefties will always have a role in Major League Baseball and have a job. There is certainly an easier path for some of those lefties to get there. Miguel Freya, Alex A didn't do anything for improving the Braves team. He made moves on some positions the Braves didn't need. Uh, they were good with Contreras and Travis. They led MLB kept catchers with the highest OPS. I understand that and understand Braves fans who feel that way, but I just think with the with the added element of stolling base potentially coming in with the defensive work that Sean Murphy does behind the plate. And I wrote a whole article about this over at shortstopball.com on my blog if you want to go check it out. I just think the value of having Sean Murphy defensively behind the plate is going to make a huge difference for the Braves. But I understand you feeling that way and other Braves fans that do it well. They certainly were great at the catcher catcher position last year. Joe Me says, getting all these young guys, the reps against big league hitters is crucial. It's one of my favorite parts of spring training. More than working with the young pitchers is such a big thing. And I think that's so crucial as well. And I'm glad you brought that up again, Joe. Just some of these young guys getting to work with these major league players, see how they go about their business, and then getting that competition against, major league players is one of the more vital parts of spring training. Joe Mixon, what rookie do you see as an impact bullpen arm? Victor Vodnik, I think I talked about him at the top, is somebody that if healthy, if he can command his stuff, he's somebody I can see becoming a high leverage reliever, maybe not this year and maybe not out of spring training, but I think later this year could get a chance and could have a big uh, impact on the bullpen me, Baldwin and McCabe can learn a lot from Murphy and Darno. I don't know that McCabe's going to be there, uh, but certainly uh, would love, love for him to get a chance as well. But certainly Baldwin, John C. Paul could Baldwin be the next Murph. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, it's probably too early to tell on that, but just my initial look defensively, I don't think Baldwin's near on that level. Um, Dick Patton says, "I feel like Max Fried will get traded for prospects. I don't see why the Braves would do that." Uh, Chad Chavers says, "Ryan Castile hit 17 homers in 69 games in AAA. Could be a DH. Certainly, you know, possible. Um, uh, you know, somebody who's hitting 17 home runs in 69 games that level uh, certainly has the bat and the potential to do so. But I don't really have him on my pecking order of of catchers um, right now." Joe me after Soroka Anderson and elder, what order do you think we see the young pitchers come up this year? I think Schuster's at the top as far as the young pitchers and Braves prospects. Um, let's see. You mentioned elder. Okay. Yeah. So after Soroka Anderson elder, I think it's Schuster for sure. And then it may be either Vines or Dodd, probably depending on who gets out to the best start to the season. Um, I'm assuming we're not mentioning Colby Allard in there as well as he's has plenty of big league experience, but yeah, for me, that's who it would be. It would be, um, it, it would probably be Vines or Dodd after Schuster. I think Schuster gets the first opportunity, the first crack. All right. Final one here. Matt Cox says, do you think Ozuna could be dealt or DFA'd before the start of the season before the start of the season is tricky. I I definitely think he either gets traded or DFA'd at some point this year, unless he just comes out and sets the world on fire, which I don't see happening. And I don't even know that he's going to get the at bats for that to happen. So could, could I go back to this Jeff Schultz article that was posted in the athletic a while back talking to Alex Anthopoulos, and he, he asked him, you know, will Ozuna, be there in spring training and, and Alex and Dallas says, yes. And then Jeff Schultz follows up. What about the end of spring training? And he says something to the effect of ask me at the end of spring training, which leads me to believe that Ozuna's time with the Braves is very thin at the moment. He has to come into spring training. In my opinion, show he's in shape, show that he's ready to go and show a lot of progress on the field. Certainly off the field, he needs to show a lot of progress And if he doesn't, I mean, and there's better, if there are better options to put on the roster, like if somebody comes into spring training with the bat and just they show they they deserve a spot on the roster and they're more deserving of Ozuna, I don't think the Braves will hesitate to cut him at this point. It's just that is a lot of money for a franchise who hasn't, at least in the past, wanted to spend a lot of money for them to just cut that that's going to be a, a hard pill to swallow. Um, you know, I think if it weren't for that, I think the only reason he's still on this roster is because of the money. And I know some of you disagree with me. I hear you on Twitter saying you think Ozuna is going to have a breakout year. That's great. I would have cut him for the off the field stuff already, but I think the only reason he's here at this point is for the money. And I think he gets one more shot in spring training, show that he can be a productive part of this team. If not, I could see him getting cut by the end of spring training but i think most likely we see him start the year with the team give him a chance give him a hundred bats or so see what happens and then either you know, try to dump him at that point if you can i don't see it happening i think if they could have traded him by now they would have but i think he gets dfa'd if i had to predict right now marcelo Suna gets dfa'd by the all-star break that that's my prediction right now i don't think he gets dfa'd by the end of spring training but i think he does by the all-star break so we'll leave it at that thanks as always for the questions thanks for listening thanks for making lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day now go make your second listen to lockdown sports today podcast talking about the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day again thanks for listening be sure to follow us on twitter at shorts or you can follow me on twitter at shortstopball. follow the podcast on twitter at locked on underscore braves make sure that you submit a review wherever you get your podcast if it's a good one uh and appreciate all the support there as well subscribe on youtube if you're new but that will do it for this episode of a locked on braves and we will talk to you next time